This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to another Liverpool Late Show. Yes, Jurgen Klopp's relentless Reds continue their incredible start to the season with a 2-1 victory at Crystal Palace on Saturday afternoon. The victory maintained Liverpool's eight-point lead at the top of the Premier League going into next weekend's visits of Brighton to Anfield. But this podcast is all about what happened at Selhurst Park. We'll start as ever with the full-time verdict of our Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst. We'll then hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's after-match press conference before we get the thoughts of five Reds who have phoned into this show. Sam Planch, Matt Addison, debutant Steve Dawson, Nathan Davidson and Matt Whitty. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have gone 12 points clear of Manchester City at the top of the Premier League after another 2-1 victory this time here at Sellers Park. Crystal Palace took the lead towards the end of the first half from James Tompkins. Not at home at the far end there, but uh, VAR once again come to Liverpool's rescue after a push on Dayan Lovren and Jordan Ayew. Um, seen a few replays and I must admit it, it was a foul on the Liverpool defender. Um, so Liverpool went in goalless at half-time and it, that really needed to act like a wake-up call for the Reds. And it did in fairness, uh, Sadio Mane was put clean through from Jordan Henderson the far side again. He killed wide, uh, really should have done better, but then took the lead uh, moments later with one of the one of the most unusual goals you'd probably like to see this season. Uh, he hits it left-footed into the ground, bounces up, Vicente Guaita gets a tip onto the post, hits the post, rolls onto the other post and then creeps over the line. Liverpool uh, take the lead in uh, possibly fortuitous circumstances you might say, but uh, Palace rallied and, uh, and, and fought back and, and equalised. Um, Wilfred Zaha, who, who was a threat all day as he usually is, um, got inside of uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andros Townsend shaped a shoot. Uh, played Zaha back in, who fired past Anderson Becker to make it 1-1. But Liverpool grabbed the winner with Roberto Firmino, uh, making the most of a, of a six-yard uh, box scramble. And Trent Alexander-Arnold's corner, Palace didn't clear their lines, and Firmino rifled home for his first goal since that 2-1 win at Chelsea back in uh, September. It's over two months ago now since his goal, but he picked the perfect time to get, uh, to get the winning goal uh, this afternoon. Liverpool march on, top of the Premier League, they'll be there for some time. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, that was a, a tough, tough game. You really had to, you know, sweat that one out, didn't you? I suspect with the, the late winner coming when it did, and Palace, where they set up. I'm not surprised at all. But it was tough, to be honest. It was. I don't. Probably you saw all, all other games since I'm in England. Um, they were always similar, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, um, we just know it's a tough place. The atmosphere is good. They don't give up. This pass doesn't need a lot of situations to stay in the game. We gave them much too, too, too many today. Um, with our, because we're not compact enough, so they had, um, we had to do, we had to, or we had the challenges in the wrong areas. Means when we, we, we blocked them, but it was always a set piece, it was always a corner, it was always this kind of thing, and that um, gave them obviously helped them more than us. The start was good. After that, uh, we had always good football moments, really good football moments. Chris Pels as well. No, no, we, we knew that before that they have they can really play good football. We're more often direct, did that pretty well. Had moments after set pieces, and we, yeah, we knew at halftime we, we have to do better. The, the, the challenge is, instead of now, to pretty much everybody and their dogs, that it's the you have them 
they come from so many different national teams back. So now today, absolutely no problem that you are not brilliant because in a game like this, you just have to make sure that you are ready to fight for the result and that we were that from the first minute. Could we have played better? Yes. But we had players on the pitch, they were on Thursday morning, still in the plane back from from Saudi Arabia, I think, or where they played the Brazilians and stuff like this. That's not Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, sorry. That's not too that's not too cool. And um, for that getting a result at Crystal Palace we never take for granted, so feels good. And a lot of people think I think you need again the mic, sorry. Oh sorry. Um, a lot of people as as with the Villa game a few weeks ago, a lot of people say this sends out a message about your capabilities to win the league over the distance, the fact that you could still do this, the fact that you refuse to to buckle and, and concede again. I have no clue what people will say, but I know um, that 37 points after 30 match days is, is exceptional, and um, you cannot have them with um, winning only brilliant games. So that's how we had a couple of really brilliant games, but we won them, thank God. Um, but we cannot only win them, so that's how it is. I don't know what message. We, we are not out there to send messages. We actually just want to get results. Okay, Jim. Um, Jürgen, uh, another late victory. Are you now used to that? <laughs> Do you worry about it if you're not winning with minutes to go? <laughs> I said during the week that I, I, I really don't take it for granted. How can you? But it's we know with 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 all with all the things today which were not so good. We were a much more we were a dominant side. We were a much more active team. It, 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 Crystal Palace defended most of the time deep, had moments wonderful, but we had to do so. And we don't stop with these things even on the day when it's not perfect. So and you can see the goal. You see in the face of the boys. Come on. There's that. We know a set piece, a corner, a free kick is fast as well, a chance. So, and you saw the. I thought the ball is, was twice in already before then Bobby finished it off. Like, I don't know, I didn't see it back yet. I don't know, I don't know exactly. If the goalie made a save or the player blocked it on the, on the, on the touchline, I have no idea. Um, but we scored that goal, and from that moment on, we defended really well. There was no, no really. Oh, yes, there was a bicycle kick, I think, of, of Christian after that. Uh, yeah. So. But apart from that, not not massive, not a lot of chances. So five minutes to go, maybe ten. So the extra time was uh, injury time was five minutes. So maybe ten minutes to go. There was a lot of time. We did well in, in that in that period. So absolutely okay. We are not again. We are not out there to show that we invented football because we didn't. We have really, we have a job to do. We have to get results for our colours, and that's what we what we did again. And um, now we play Napoli. Then Brighton is coming and. They're all so difficult, but and then I think we have the derby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oops. So um, tough games to come, and we we still create the basis for us. That's still what we are doing, and um, hopefully we can continue with that. Okay. Yeah. Last couple from the open. Um, yeah, I think you're one. Uh, if, well, if you don't lose next weekend against Brighton, you'll equal Liverpool's longest ever unbeaten run in the top flight. What do records mean to you, and what does this record show? I have no clue about the record, and, and but, uh, I don't know what it means to be honest. Because I never, I should think about it before I, before I answer. And so far, I had no time. Um, um, yeah, that would mean 
we need a result next week, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. We really need a result next week against Brighton, but before that we have to play against Napoli and then we will see. We are not out there to, to break records or whatever. We really are there to, to get the best result over the full season. If on that way we break one or two records, good, we take that, of course. Um, but um, winning the next game is much more important than um, that people say in 10 or 15 years that was the record set by this team. We really have a bigger job to do, but um, how is that? One, if one depends to the other, we take both. That's how it is. Any final ones, guys, to open? Brilliant. Okay, we'll do the Monday. We'll finish Thank the Monday. you very much. We don't have to. More, huh? <laughs> <laughs> more, yeah, yeah, yeah. all good. More tra- had couldn't train for nine days. So was with the Egypt national team. Went home um, and trained kind of 60-70% the day before yesterday and yesterday was first time 100% so we had now to make the decision do we start him or not and we didn't start him and then we wanted to bring him on how you saw probably then we scored um, and so we could rest him today that's really good Wednesday he will be back The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel The Pool Palace away Um well, you know, we say every game's important, and it is. The pool has just come back from an international break, and I think was the nine different players who started there who've gone to different um, countries, preparations, plans, and everything, and come back on the Thursday. So Klopp hasn't had any time to plan the game or anything, and you could see most teams are in that boat, but when you need the top, you've got every player. Um, plays for the country, you know, because you're at that level. Um, we had a few injuries, you know, Robinson's been struggling, Salah's struggling, Salah didn't even come on, as we all know. So, there was that to combat, it's never easy. And Palace isn't a, isn't an easy place to go, and obviously teams are raising the game against us. But I thought the poor first half were poor, I thought they were flat, I uh, thought they lacked a bit of urgency. Um the VAR, you know, it, it could go either way with that goal, but what I would say is it's a definite push. The ball was high, but it's a definite push. And a push is a push, is that a foul? And then, if you disagree about that, well, the free kick where the actual disallowed goal come from was a very similar push by Trent on Zaha. So, if you give him one, you've got to give the other. So it's no goal or it's no free kick. But listen, people say, you know, we've got a few VARs. We've had a few VARs lately. But we didn't get the blatant goal against Aston Villa, which everyone else knew in the country was a goal. We ended up winning in the end. For a little way to eat the Firmino goal. And we got we, we basically got done at Old Trafford, even though we were poor on the day performance-wise. The Manny goal we got done on and the Manu goal we got done on. So Manu were fortunate against us and then with VAR. So what we're going to get... His controversy with it all year. We're going to get decisions go for us, and we're going to get decisions go against us. And we've already seen both ways here. And every team's going to get that. And every team's going to moan when it goes against them. And every team's going to say when it goes for them, it swings and roundabouts, and that's what it is. I think it certainly could be improved. Um, I think they need to look at the model. I think they need to look at whether more ex players need to be involved as well as referees. If, the, if there's a panel, why isn't there a mix of qualities? If you have a board or a panel in any business, you have a mix of all experts in each division, if you like. So what? why haven't we got that with the VAR? So, you know, 
as far as that goes, Liverpool, um, half-time, were fortunate for fought, and then second half, a lot better. And what what I think was a, a bit strange is we, we missed two one-on-ones, Liverpool today, you know, Manny and Firmino, great chances they were. Um, and then Saha scored a goal, but interestingly what I've seen is the Henderson come off there and he was helping Trent out quite a lot with Sahar and as soon as he went off, Benteke as well was over there. And that's what happened for the goal. I think Benteke turned inside and clipped it. And it was a good goal by Palace, by the way, but these little finer details. And I thought, um, why did Henderson get hooked? I mean, I mean, you know, he, he's been ill and stuff like that, but Genie Wijnaldum done absolutely nothing today, you know. I mean, he, he could have been sitting in the, the travelling fans today because um, he didn't do anything. So, you know, Milner coming on or whatever. I mean, I think if, if you know, it all depends on the result, whether Salah would have come on. And he had loads of options. You could have put Chamberlain, but you put a region and all that. And you can you, you, you can um, you can move all, all kinds of people around. I actually thought at half-time he'd probably switch... To having two D uh, two DM so four two three one, um, but we didn't. But listen, Liverpool won the game, and the main point I want to make today is the reason he won the game is because when it went to one one, the mentality was, I'm not having that. I'm bouncing back and winning, and that's the difference between this Liverpool of the last couple of years and the Liverpool of the previous twenty five years, thirty years. When you know Liverpool have put a lot into something, and if it go against them, they tend to cave. There's no signs of caving from this team when it's against them. They seem to react more positively. Um, mentality monsters, Klopp labelled Liverpool as about six or so months ago, and I think he's spot on. Um, there's more to come from this team, but they've got some steel and resilience about them. And by the way, we're all looking at City, and quite rightly so, because they got all this quality. But Chelsea and Leicester are very, are more than useful, you know. They're two very good sides, very, very good sides, and be interesting tonight with the City and and, and Chelsea game. But Leicester are a good side as well. I think if they got a couple of injuries, they would struggle. Leicester, like any team, I think key injuries to Liverpool and City with Laporte, and I think if Van Dijk, Fabinho, or Salah got a long term or Manny, I think, you know, every team obviously injuries impact, but I think, you know, the likes of Yavadi goes out. I think Leicester would struggle then. So But for me, um Chelsea, City, Leicester and Liverpool are gonna be the top four from the first half of the season. But the season's not done in December and I think that's the point we've got to leave on. Um the season's done in May, by the way. Long way to go. But the mighty Reds are doing well so far and just take a game at a time, you know, and that's what they're doing. Deal with the game in front of you, then deal with the next one and keep going.
Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after another late show from Liverpool down at Selhurst Park this afternoon. I didn't think Liverpool played that well at all today, but I always knew that Liverpool would win. These sorts of games are ones that the Reds simply do not drop points in. Of course it will happen at some point, but when it does, it's going to be a huge, huge shock. Even when Wilfred Zaha scored the equaliser, we've seen it so many times before. I always thought that the Reds would get the job done, and thankfully they proved me right once again. Roberto Firmino, of course, was the man in the right place at the right time. I'm absolutely delighted for him to get on the score sheet and for it to be a a late winner as well. A nice little confidence boost for him. I thought generally he did quite well today. He's not been at his best for the last couple of weeks or, or maybe the last sort of four to five weeks even, but I think... Over the next few weeks, we'll see the benefit of him getting back into the goal-scoring form today. He's looked a bit tired at times this season, but that should be a more than welcome boost. I thought even though Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain didn't play that well as a winger today, Liverpool didn't really miss Mo Salah. It was great for him to get some added rest today, and I think it's a testament to just how well Firmino performed today that that was the case. Virgil van Dijk at the back as well, always exceptional. I think he deserves to be spoken about a little bit more than people seem to have been doing so recently. The praise seems to have gone a little quiet over the last couple of months. And that's just because performances like today's have become the norm. But I still think they should be pointed out a little bit more. I thought he absolutely dominated. Crystal Palace, of course, don't have a world-class striker, but they do have some good players. I've always liked Andros Townsend, Zahar, as I've mentioned. Always tricky and always difficult, but Van Dijk, just so, so good. When you go to tough away grounds like Selhurst Park and, and places like that, you need to stand up and be counted, and Van Dijk certainly did that. It was probably an 8 out of 10 performance from him today. That's just the norm for him. That's how good he is. That was another title-winning performance from the Reds today. But of course, there were a few of those last season too, so nothing is done yet. All the Reds can do is keep winning football matches. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 2-1 away win at Crystal Palace. I watched this game in Phuket, Thailand. Me and my mates who were uh, involved in our own football match. We drew 2-2. Happy day for us. Well, it wasn't such a happy day for Liverpool fans, I think. Although, you know, we came away smiling, didn't we? But it was a, it was a bit of a struggle, wasn't it? That, that phrase about winning ugly comes to the fore once again. We were always going to look carefully at the Trent Alexander-Arnold Wilfred Zaha battle. And uh, sure enough, that, that did prove pivotal at times. I thought Trent was a bit panicky in the first 15 minutes or so. He he took a few wrong steps and um, in one situation gave the ball away with one of his cross-field passes and we could well have been a goal down. Let's face it, Crystal Palace had had periods, particularly in the first half, and also um, they had some they had some moments in the second half where they were they were in charge. They were they were dominant. And looked like the team who would score first. Um, I, I remember looking back at this fixture last year, and I thought Aaron Wan-Bissaka gave Sadio Mane a, a tough time, and uh, it was a relief to look at a lineup that didn't have him there because I think his pace caused Sadio a bit of trouble last year. But um, without Mo Salah, we we had a, a lineup that was not our strongest front three. Uh, I think many of us would have perhaps guessed that Origi would come in um, and they would they would mix it up up front slightly to fit him in. It's a little bit of a surprise perhaps that Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain um, 
played up front. I, I think I'd rather see him in a midfield role, uh, in an advanced midfield role where he can run centrally because he is a goal threat, as we've seen uh, a few times in the last couple of weeks or so for Liverpool and England. And I think he's probably more effective in the central third of the field. Um, but it was it was a great relief when Sadio Mane put the ball in the net. A little bit fortunate, perhaps, because I think the goalkeeper got a big enough hand on it to have pushed it wide, but um, in off both posts. And uh, we'd take that. And, and I was already thinking, well, OK, we've, here's an ugly win for us. But then they pulled back their equaliser. And um, in the end, when Bobby tucked that ball over the line, it was a very, very crowded six-yard box. And I, I was a little bit surprised that he managed to squeeze the ball through everyone and, and into the net. It was uh, it was a joyous moment for, for me and my Liverpool supporting mate as we were sitting in the bar in Phuket seeing that one go over the line. But goodness me, Zaha. I mean, the commentator on the feed that I had here was thinking that when Joe Gomez came on, what he would do with Trent was double team Wilfred Zaha. And that seemed to make some sense because he was... He was a bit of a threat from time to time, but he had so much space with that chance that he just ballooned over the bar. And you wonder why, you know, from time to time he hasn't made it in a top six club. And I think perhaps your answer is there. You know, he does pose a threat, but when you need a goal and you've got the space to um, to take your chance, he, he really didn't take it. And that was a really Liverpool were let off the hook there. Come away with three points at Crystal Palace. There's clearly going to be a number of big teams that go to Selhurst Park this year. And if Roy Hodgson can get Palace to, to come at them as they came at Liverpool, particularly for periods in the first half today, then they're going to struggle. And they, they, I'm sure they'll go in at the end of that 90 minutes feeling a little bit hard done by that they didn't get anything out of the game but I also feel that they will do against the other big teams as the season goes on um, but yeah in the end three points wonderful and now we've got a couple of games at Anfield Napoli on Wednesday and then Brighton next weekend and if we can if we can wrap that Napoli game up then we're home and dry top of the group I think and that means that match day six in the Champions League we can just rest our players um, and allow them to uh, be utilised in more important games. Roll on the next few days and these two Anfield games then. Steve Dawson at Gul Asahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Hi there, Nathan Davidson speaking about Liverpool's 2-1 victory away at Crystal Palace this afternoon. And you got to say, it was a tough place to go. We found it tough in uh, recent seasons, but we've always managed to scrape through and it was exactly the same again today. You've got to say, it was a positive start, I thought, personally, from uh, Crystal Palace. They had a couple of chances. Jordan Ayew had a good one where it just looked like it needed curled into the bottom, but he's he's trying to like hit it with the outside. Think just go right through it into the bottom corner it just wasn't wasn't to be for them early on but I think they can be proud of the way they played today they uh, created a few chances and caused us a few problems after that I thought the rest of the first half was just 
two teams who looked a little tired after the international break, to be honest. Um, there wasn't a great deal of quality. It was a little bit sloppy at times. But then we're going to the second half and it, Mane pops up with a massive equaliser for us. And at first viewing of the goal, I thought it just sort of come off him and he just managed to get some sort of contact on it. But looking at it on a second view, and he's actually done really, really well. And he's controlled it just above the knee before striking it. And then it hit the bottom left corner, the bottom left post, and then the bottom right post before going in. And yeah, it fell awkwardly for Mane, but he did really, really well just to make sure he got something on it. And it did go across that line quite clearly. Um, another point from the first half I forgot to mention was... Palace did put the ball in the back of the net, but for me it was an obvious, obvious push from Ayu and Lovren. I think it was Ayu, and yeah, you can add that. It doesn't matter whether he was in touch the ball or not. That VAR got that one right. It doesn't always get everything right, VAR, but that one was certainly right. Uh, for me, I I have more of a problem with the ones like where Firmino was offside by an armpit. The problem with thing like that, if you push someone in the box, you know you're liable or you've got a chance of conceding a free kick. So then we move on and it was getting a little bit scrappy to later on we 1-0. We never looked completely in control today. I mean, that's one one thing that we usually look so assured, but today we didn't weren't able to have that. And I think that's more to Palace's credit than it was to our, to our poor performance. But then their main man, Wilfred Zaha, steps up. He'd, he's been having a quiet season. I think he's maybe been injured a little bit recently and uh, hasn't been at his best. But we give him far too much space in the penalty area. And I just... I think I can understand maybe the tiredness and fatigue's kicked in. Maybe that's why it's happened. But you you can't allow a quality player like that that amount of space in the, in the box. And he does really well. He lets it come across his body and then he hits it into the bottom corner. And taken off and away from Zaha, it's a good goal. But from our point of view, we've got to do much, much better. And hopefully now with international break over, we can just focus on our competitions, the league, the Carabao Cup, well, the FA Cup when that starts. And we're just getting back into our rhythm and we'll be able to uh, cut out um, the little moments like that, hopefully. Then... Just as you thought, they've got it back and we're going to drop points. It's a great corner in and Van Dijk does really well. He gets up high and he gets it uh, with the inside of his foot, but it's blocked well. And then it's a really scrappy for a second or two. But the ball falls to Bobby Firmino and he just puts it across the line towards that bottom right-hand corner. Wasn't the cleanest strike, but he get it, makes sure it's there. And it was... Uh, Bobby Firmino's 150th Premier League appearance today so absolutely made up for him to get get that goal I think he's a brilliant player and hopefully plays many many more appearances for us in the Premier League so the overall viewing of today's them late goals they just keep coming They're, we're absolutely relentless we just can't stop scoring late goals and you're not going to get any complaints from me absolutely buzzing with them late goals if that's if that, if we can keep that going all season, it's going to be a very, very tense watch. But uh, it's just mentality monsters, like mentality giants. Like, that's literally what they are. They just don't give up Liverpool and they just keep going. They're so relentless and we could be nothing but proud of them for that. Especially, as I've said, I thought at times they looked tired. 
due to the international break, but to keep going and have the mental strength more than the, the physical. It's the mental strength that they have as a group. It's just great to see, and it's something that I've not seen in a Liverpool team. And I'd say, well, certainly not to that degree in my entire life, so credit to them for that. I think we've got to point out that... Um, Crystal Palace is one of those fixtures in the season. Every time we've gone there, it's been difficult. It's uh, It's been late drama. Even at Anfield last season, we had the 4-3. We've never found it easy to go there. and But we do keep getting the wins. We do, we do get the results. It almost seems like they're a bogey team, but they're actually not because we, we do manage to grind out the results there and we just keep doing it consistently. And that's what brings me on to my next point. This team is it's consistently relentless. That is what I'd say. They're just so consistent. We don't we don't play well every week. We're we're not amazing all the time. We're not like blowing teams away, but we're just consistent and we do what needs to be done as and when it is required. And yeah, absolutely brilliant. One of the best Liverpool teams I've seen so far, I think I've ever seen. We're doing so so well. The only thing I would I think we're gonna have to really be careful on coming into December. So many games, it's going to be such a busy month. But there were, there wasn't, the players were looking a little bit tired today. There, um, a few of them looked like they were struggling a little bit in, in terms of doing the full ninety. And I think we're going to have to consider some serious rotation over the next month. Um, especially with all the competitions we've got, the the fact that we're playing two games in two days in two different continents, which is just bizarre. But hey ho, we're going to have to just yeah the youngsters and the fringe players are really going to have to step up and I think a massive part is going to be keeping people fit, trying not to get little niggles and little injuries and yeah, just keep going from there. But 2-1, another win, Liverpool, Liverpool top of the league, we carry on. Hi, it's Matt Wheatley reflecting on Liverpool's 2-1 away win against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park and wow, wow, did the mentality giants step forward again and deliver a crucial three points it feels like we're talking about crucial three points every single league game since january this year really um but it certainly it certainly felt like that again and i was i was really relieved to to get the three points really today i thought it was just an an okay performance overall um against a really difficult disciplined um defensive team that plays a 4-5-1 with some really dangerous players on the counter attack in Zahar and and Townsend and we've certainly seen over the last 18 months that they've troubled the the top 6 teams and yeah we had uh we had a yeah we we yeah it was just a difficult difficult game for us today I thought I thought that we were a little bit lucky, really, with the uh, the goal being disallowed. I thought it was a, a soft a soft free kick that 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 was given against Trent um, that you could that you could maybe argue about, but you know you, you put your hands on your back in the in the uh, in the full back in that area, and the referee's going to give it, and he did. Uh, to be fair to Kevin Friend, he gave it all day long for for both teams. Really, I thought today he was consistent, um, and he gave it and. They scored just before half time. Palace did, and it went to VAR. And I, I thought it was going to be a for a, an offside check, and I couldn't really see how that could be really, given that none of them were offside when the free kick was taken and it came off Wijnaldum's head. But it was given for a nothing challenge really on Lovren. Um, sorry, it was it was ruled out for a nothing challenge on Lovren really in the middle, who was never going to get the ball. And I can't really understand why 
what, yeah, you know, is is that is that really what we, what we want to see? Sort of marginal decisions against, um, you know, players when it's got nothing to do with the the flow of flow of the game and and so forth. Obviously, I was delighted to see the goal disallowed, but you've got to think if it's the other way, you'd be absolutely fuming. So yeah, it was a it was a soft free kick out wide, but the ref had given them all day, so you can't really complain too much about that. And yeah, if if that if that had been our goal disallowed, I'd have, I'd have been I'd have been I'd have been fuming really. So yeah, so we look, you know, we got we got out of jail a bit there, and then I thought after half time we we played a little bit better. Um, we obviously had the chance th- uh, that Mane had uh, where he was put through by a good through ball from Henderson, and he just screwed it wide. And then just after that, you know, maybe within a minute or two. He scores the probably the, the the scruffiest goal you'll see all season off his shin, off Tompkins' thigh. I think the keeper gets half a hand to it, but still can't divert it wide. It hits one post, hits the other post. The defender can't clear it off the line, and it's in. And yeah, and you think, yeah, we've got the goal. We're going to shut it down and and play it out, but it just didn't really play out that way. I thought after actually after the goal, I thought Palace played pretty well. Really, they came on to us, and yeah, you know. Seven or eight minutes to go, they get the uh, they get the equaliser through uh, Zahar, who found a bit of space in the box after they attacked us down the left wing and crossed it into the middle. And he shifted it onto his right foot and buried it. And yeah, you're thinking, oh, is it going to be one of those days? And then we get the corner, and then up steps Firmino and buries it to send the away end wild. And yeah, and we've done it again. The mentality monsters, mentality giants. You can't quite explain it really when a, when a game happens like that when you've not played that well, but it just seems to keep happening. We haven't really had a game all season really where we've played brilliantly from start to finish, and we keep keep getting the results. And yeah, top of the league. And yeah, let's see what uh, let's see what the rest of the league do. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.